Hello and welcome to the Isles Feel Bad watch party. We are all watching on our phones or computers the last, the Foxwood Final Five, if you will, of this Islanders game. We've got Sterling with us today from what was formerly Isles X Cats and is now Isles Puck Life. Island Puck Life. Yeah. Island Puck Life. Um, I'm bad at my job. James, take it away. <laughs> Honestly, now hearing that out loud, Island Puff like Puck Life, I think of those uh, bumper stickers that are salt life. Oh. You know? <laughs> so uh, thanks for that, Sterling. So, um, so, Sterling, why don't you give us a quick update on, you know, what you've uh, been experiencing with the Islanders and maybe the Panthers. I'm guessing you've been watching both teams. And uh, yes, please give us an excuse to not talk about the Islanders first. And then then we'll roll right into recent games and, you know, kind of vent a little bit about why the Islanders are never going to ever win the fifth cup ever in all time. Correct. So really quick recap on the Panthers. Obviously, they had their infamous coaching change over the offseason, brought in Paul Maurice, started the season off very poorly been to a couple of games this season and they've all been losses uh goaltending has not been great towards the beginning of the season bob's having one of the worst years of his contract but as of late the team's starting to figure things out they're getting some wins and some pretty convincing wins uh, as of the past week so as an islanders fan uh even though i know we have no shot of making the playoffs just in case there was a little bit, I'm very worried about them finally clicking. And then, of course, with the Islanders, they started off a little poorly. Then I really thought they'd be back in the playoffs after they had a good first couple months after maybe the first two weeks. And in 2023, all the momentum completely died, and it seems like we can't win a game anymore. So that's my quick season recap up until january 19th wow that was a better version of around the league in 60 seconds tom so i hope you <laughs> let that sink in okay for next time <laughs> i gotta say and the, the worst part especially for sterling has to be that wally hasn't even been playing like oh my god you know, yeah. him being uh sterling's f- favorite islander right yeah yeah I, that's been tough like that's it feels like his development has just like every time there could possibly be something that could go wrong that he can't control that happens. Like, I mean, I like, obviously I've talked about it. I'll probably talk about it tonight. I liked Barry. I liked winning. I liked winning, but I will say that Barry, like when it came to developing Wallstrom, that was just not one of his priorities, which was pretty tough. You know, you, you invested a high pick into Wallstrom. You really disagree. need a sniper. Um, uh, shut up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Wait, no why why go ahead Tell because him. we did not see how wallstrom played in his second season with barry because obviously barry, it was only he only played one season with barry and it barry did the same thing it seems like he did the same thing with all the first year uh like kind of like up and coming players he did it with dobson dobson's first year he didn't play every game and he uh and he had like a lower than average lower than uh team average ice time for the games he did play. And I thought, at least what it seemed, it seemed like he was doing the same thing with Wallstrom. He had roughly the same ice time as Dobson in his first year, you know, wasn't playing every game. And then now 
in his, you know, in his second season, it's a different coach. And Lane Lambert seems to be playing him the same amount as he was his first season. But I, I don't know, like there could have been maybe some like injury or or something we didn't know about. Obviously, he's been out for how long was he out for total? Do we know? He's been out a good while. Actually, was it uh, probably around Christmas, maybe? Yeah, it was the pitch. So over a month. Yeah, not not quite a month. Sorry. But also, I got to fact check our buddy James here. Mr. I'm rolling (laughs) with my feelings tonight because, no, uh, Wally did play two seasons with Barry. It was two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. So how many how much did he play the first the very first season? Was it like. So actually, well, you were right about ice time. Like ice time's always been tough to come by for Wally because, you know, he was playing third line mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, it sucks that he got hurt when he did because he was starting to get a couple chances with Barzy. And I think we were starting to see something come together there. And look, so many guys have been playing with Barzy that shouldn't be. I'd rather see Wally there when he's healthy. Um, honestly, we're at the point where, you know, usually I'm like, hey, let's go by the merits. But nobody's been good enough. So, like, why don't you just invest the time in this guy that, you know, we we, we spent a top 12 draft pick on in Wally. Um, you know, uh, Dobson, um, definitely, I, I James, I think you were right about, like, Dobson also. It took, it took Dobson some time to, like, win the amount of ice time that he's had now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, you have to say that Dobson's probably, oh, Casey's in, save. Casey again, um, you'd have to say that, Casey, the only player that seems like he's actually, you know, getting yeah. any chances. Um, you'd have to say that Dobson definitely has progressed better than Wally. Um, you know, and a lot of that, like Dobson's been healthier, which has helped Dobby. Um, and also like with Barry, you feel like even an offensive defenseman has a better chance of breaking out under Barry than a forward. Unfortunately, Barry just seems to be better at developing defensive players like i think that's what we saw um but yeah i i I miss wally it's not like he was playing incredible but like you know the i feel bad for the replacement level guys that they've had to bring up and like i I mean a couple fashing's been like good i like watching fashing oh yeah fashing play oh we should have just lost the game right there yeah um but i i think I i was saying to you guys like uh like before we went live but it's pretty like no offense to martin and sasikis but they they can't be the two best forwards you know (laughs) they they can't be the guys that are like the only guys that look like they want to play and that that's what i feel like right now i don't know what what do you guys feel like with the forwards i think i can't remember who just posted it but during this buffalo game someone tweeted the problem with the Islanders is that Brock Nelson hasn't scored in 15 games and he's still the leading goal scorer on the team. It's brutal. Wow. And, that's, uh, that is, yeah, I didn't even think of that. There's also a stat. I think the Islanders are 12 and 0 when he scores. So like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's looking pretty nuts right now. Well, he scored uh, in this game. So in a couple did. minutes, we'll know if that, if they're going to be 13 and 0. Curious. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, even, um, you know, I, I wasn't even thinking of the, the goal when I was talking about Sezikis and Martin being two of the only guys that look like they're really giving it. They're all out there right now. Like, but they did like they've been working hard. They've created chances and they've they combined for the go ahead goal. Um, as now I'm watching, I got 150 left on uh, 
my MSG go, which is, you know, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I'm curious uh, what you guys think. Uh, we talked about him last episode. He's had ups and downs, but this, uh, like, I'm kind of surprised that Sebastian Ajo has been usable <laughs> because in the past I've thought of him as really, really bad. And you know what? I met him in the off season. All of a sudden he's good. I'm going to take credit for it. Yeah. So I <laughs> thought I liked his um, offensive play. I looked at his stats and his production is not very good at all. So I think maybe what I'm looking at more is like the transition game and whatnot, instead of, you know, a pylon and char or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like his play this season. He definitely grew from last one. And I really wanted Salo to be the guy this year in that sixth spot, but I really have no reason to take Aho out. I think he's won the spot, at least for now. Yeah, I mean, and and we had Salo, I think they were talking about this in the broadcast, played seven games after Pelly got hurt. Um, Watherspoon played, I think, like 11 after that. And now this is Cholowski's like second game, second or third. And um, I haven't really noticed Cholowski tonight. I always say with defenders, like, look, like my eye for the game is different than other people. If I'm not noticing a defender, that's pretty good. Um, like, I, I I don't want to notice you too much. Um, oh, was there? Okay. One of our guys okay. just ran over one of their, oh, two on yeah. one, Brock. Shoot. Oh. oh, six seconds <laughs> left. I mean, at least they got a shot off. If that was Bailey, nothing happens. Um, yeah. So I, I, I hate it. Like the, the Bailey stuff is like easy, um, an easy target, but it's also correct. <laughs> um, like very, very. Um, with, with Bailey, like. I, I don't know. I, I said uh, a few weeks ago, like, Oh, that was Bo that got stopped. Nice. Yeah. Um, I said a few weeks ago, like, I think he looks like afraid to play hockey right now. Like, I, I the game is just too fast for him. Like he uh-huh. all I hear, and by the way, we gave up 44 shots tonight. Um, all I hear with Bailey is, from his teammates who are not gonna shit on him. His teammates are like, he's got great IQ, he's such a smart player. But like, how much does that matter if you you can't skate? You can't yeah. like He's a You're, hockey player, not a hockey teacher. Okay. His, bra- his brain is his brain is obviously faster than his movement at this point. Um, because you still like even the last last year when he also was bad, um, he he would like pull the random, you know, really cool play out of nowhere occasionally. Because like there is some skill hidden behind his inability to shoot, his uh fear of the puck. Um his wane, waning dad powers. He's been a dad too long at this point. You don't have the powers anymore. Now you're just tired. Like, yeah. you got to be a new dad. I'm telling Josh Bailey to have another kid. <laughs> I think that is the solution to his struggling. We're showing Bo celebrate in the um in the background of the of the game, even though nothing happened. Um, <laughs> I gotta say, with um, this is uh, I, I have a quick second before overtime. Um, so I think the MSG, um, music is awful. (laughs) I I tweeted that, I tweeted that a little while ago. I, I really like, I don't want to be like the back in my day guy. Um, like until this point, I didn't feel old enough that I could say that. Now I'm starting to feel that way. Um, man, I really missed the, the music from, um, when 
Howie was still calling the games and it was like, and now it's like some free form, like jazz or whatever. <laughs> it's not, not, not even free form. It's like, um, it's really, really terribly overproduced. I, I, I don't even know if techno is the word. Yeah. It's just crap. It's crap. <laughs> It's terrible. Right. We're trying it, to reach the boomer audience. Good job. Good work, Tom. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, the boomers are not going to like it either. I mean, exactly. Like, nobody like nobody likes it. I don't know anyone that's like, I mean, look, nobody talks about it. Like, I'm, that's true. I'm the only one that. Like, and we wouldn't be talking oh, about this if we weren't watching the game while recording. <laughs> yeah. Sorokin was named an all star just now, apparently. Oh, holy uh, crap. That's fully deserved. But uh, do uh, break away. And they scored. Wow. Good oh my God! It, was, it wasn't even <laughs> Tage Thompson. Not even the common courtesy to blow it with my fantasy guy. Anyway, Tage, I think got the assist. Oh whatever. my God! Um, that's just pathetic. This team, uh, two straight overtime games. Not two straight. The uh, Boston game in between. Yeah. Man, uh, are they like? Are are they just sleeping during overtime? Because the 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 game winning goal in the um, Capitals game, two guys just went out. And the guy just sauced it by them. And now all of a sudden it's a two-on-one and it's a goal. They're just, they they don't care. Like, th- this team has no discipline. I think they might it, check this for offside. It was close, like, because he had to catch it and put it down, right? That looks, it looks good to me. But uh, that was from that the way good. high up angle. But that's just fucking, sorry. I, I, I usually try to draw the line at F-bombs <laughs> in the live, but... um. Man, that's uh, inexcusable, and I really want to see who that was. Don't even get the Tage Thompson assist. Uh, yeah. Um, no, nah, this is just, you know. And, and no, also, actually, like, Tom, I was talking to Lou uh, at the game I went to last week. Um, were you the guy that filmed himself? <laughs> no, no, no. I was, I was there, though, and I didn't film it, but I said, hey, Lou, just you have to piss off Belmont Bunch. Like, whatever uh-huh. you do, piss off Tom Croza because, you know, then we'll have content. So, so, yeah. so Lou was just like, oh, so just keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> merely exists. There's Ryan Miller. Good for him. I can't, yeah. d- guys, I, I, uh, I, I'm pretty sure. Jeez, the they're t- celebrating. Like they just won the Stanley Cup. Well, they, they, they were uh, retiring this guy's number tonight. He's one of their oh, best Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, now um, I'm the asshole. I, I, <laughs> man, he... He's always been like a funny looking guy to me because he, he's got like a like a big forehead and a tiny face. Um, yeah. <laughs> but man, great player. Um, anyway, um, man, I, I can't I can't watch this team. This is brutal. I'm, I'm like almost lucky that I haven't had the time to do uh, regular game recaps because like they uh, James last year told me one of his friends was w- watching and told me at the end of the year he couldn't watch anymore because it was too depressing. And like, it would just, it would be like that this year, but with so much time left and yeah. I don't have that much time to be depressing. This is all like Sterling, it, you talk for a bit. I, I'm too, <laughs> this is too, I can't. Okay. I, wait, can I, uh, I, if anybody's watching, they're going to stop watching. Can I, can I, <laughs> I want to uh, throw a topic out there because, you know, we've been talking about this we on and off and Sterling, I want to get your opinion too. Sure. So just the topic is lane lambert go yeah <laughs> okay so like i feel this year is not really fair to make a judgment off how his coaching is because i still think that the roster itself sucks 
So I feel like maybe some of this is his fault, but I'm still definitely putting the primary um, thought on Lou here. We've been calling for him to make moves over the summer, even the last trade deadline. He's done nothing, believed in this amazing veteran-washed group, and here we are, unsurprisingly. So I think once we have a somewhat decent roster, maybe, okay, probably not next year, <laughs> but maybe in two years, then we'll really see. I mean, at this point, they're not going to fire Lee in this season, so he'll be here for a while, I guess. Okay, yeah. interesting take. I think that that that's I think as as generous as you can be to Lane, um, yeah. But at the same time, you did just make me think that with it's it might not be fair to judge Lane against Trotz. You know, like Trotz being probably one of the best coaches, like of all time, and and judging Lane against him, Lane this being the first team Lane's like a uh, first NHL team Lane's coached uh, as a head coach, and uh, the other thing being like he's working with like you said, a group that's, you know, on paper, not very talented. So Trotz was really getting every ounce that was process that was probably possible out of the group of Islanders that, that was, that he was working with. So uh, it's going to take some time for Lane, I guess, to, to, to make those, to make his changes, find the way he likes coaching. But the thing that I think is the most damning against Lane. And again, it's it's not even really his fault. It could be it would be any coach. It would probably be any coach other than Trotz, honestly, at this point. Is that I was talking to Tom about this? I, uh, uh, you know, just before we started recording, is that uh, there's a quote from Eberly on uh, the Eyes on Isles posted on Instagram saying like, you know, uh, when we were playing together and they were talking about the COVID bubble and all this stuff, like he had nothing but good things to say about everybody he was with. Like the group was so tight knit, but he said that the it wasn't about winning or losing. Um, when they were playing as a team under trots, when they were all bought into that system, like the the defensive system, and um, you know, it was about blocking shots, it was about defense, it was about playing a two eight game, and like it, that's so that was their identity, and they bought into it, and it was all cohesive. And now it seems like they're just completely lost that identity, and so it's like they're playing to win, but they're not winning, and you know what I mean. So. Yeah. uh so I think that's the most damning thing against not that I'm not saying Everly said that, but just inferring based on what, how they look now and how it seems like they felt about playing, you know, two, three years ago. So, um, so it, yeah, it was a mistake to have me go last because now I have a lot to go off. And this is great because I feel like we have, like, we didn't even coordinate this, like, you know, like on first take when they're like, I'll take this position, you take that position. We'll flip, <laughs> we'll flip uh, a coin for it. But we just kind of, have different opinions uh, i am fully like they should fire him today they should fire <laughs> should have fired him after the capitals game and here's my yeah. reasoning now what sterling said and, and what james said is all completely fair and like yes it this is more on lou than it is on lane for sure um and lou should be the first one out um lou should have been gone yes like after the caps game lane should have been gone after the caps game but that's a lot of shoes to fill mid-season so they i i i hate that like with a gm i think the second you think he's bad you should get rid of him because i mean like i'm talking about like the owner because like why would you let a guy that you don't trust make decisions that could affect your team for years to come for decades to come if it's like a huge trade like i i like i'm not saying he's going to but like imagine he just traded barzy tomorrow like 
that would affect the franchise for decade, like a decade, probably. Um, Speaking of which, uh, Sterling made a good joke about after we won the Canadians game, mm. you were like, all right, pause the Barzy Sorokin trade deal. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was you, right? Well, it, it, yeah. Cause I mean, people were, people were definitely actually talking about trading Sorokin, you know, that's insane. I mean, I well, get it. Like if you want the argument to completely is like, rebuild, mm-hmm. you, you like, I understand he's such a huge bargaining chip. So but. It, you, for, for you to do that, you have to be fully Islander black pilled. Uh, <laughs> you, you have to be fully like, done with this team like Mm -hmm. beyond done and unfortunately i'm a sucker and i i can't like get all the way out because they'll tease a little bit although they haven't even teased in a while they've been terrible for like a month but um getting back to the lane thing so lou absolutely put together um an untalented roster and then decided to fire the coach that got every drop of like sweat blood tears out of it um lane can't uh, like the players don't seem like they could be bothered to care. Um, and I think that reflects really poorly on lane as a motivator, as a coach. Um, yeah, maybe Barry, maybe it was getting a little bit, the message was getting a little bit stale, but I'm really curious if you ask the players right now, right. And take away any like worries about like getting retaliated on by like the media or something. Like if the players could say in a bubble, um, you know, if I could interview them one-on-one and like it can't be recorded and I can't tell anyone or they'll kill me. I think the players right now would be like, I, yeah, I think maybe I'd like Barry back because winning is fun. And this team uh, with lane has no identity. Can't defend uh, lose. Uh, Lou, uh, Barry's teams could defend at least. Um, and they probably leaned on goaltending a little bit too much the last two years even with Barry's teams, but this year it's just like uh, unbelievable. You give up 44 shots tonight to Buffalo. Um, you're getting out shot every night. You're getting out chanced every night. Um, the, I, I don't like how they deployed the goalies the last two games. I think you should have started Elia against Boston and Varley tonight. Um, you know, that's something that I think with Barry probably would have been done. I don't know for sure. I Yeah. I think like, I, I don't think we would have seen with Barry in a long time uh, the instant like one and two goalies. It would have been one A, one B for as long as Varley was keeping mm-hmm. up his stats. And, and I think that kind of ends up putting us in these difficult situations where Sorokin's tired. He can't play back to back, you know, um, and so like he should have probably been in the Boston game, like you said. So, yeah, uh, well, honestly, it's um, with the goalie deploying. It's funny because so far this year, that's been one of the only things I've liked about Lane, which is mm. that he's been willing to just be, hey, Ilya, you're in the number one. Like, there's a yeah. one and a two this year. It's not 1A, 1B. And Varley's not bad, but, like, how could you not How could you not start Ilya as many times as you can? You have to. And, um, you know, in even this situation, you-, you have to. But if people are playing more defense, you know, maybe it wouldn't well, have to. Yeah, I mean, if they're playing better defense, it wouldn't matter as much. I mean... You saw, you know, more than just these goalies have success. You know, at the beginning of Barry's tenure, they still had Grice <laughs> and they had Leonard. So we've seen multiple goalies. And, you know, part that also goes towards like the goalie coach is mm-hmm. renowned for being fantastic. And uh, Varley, actually, before he was signed by us, didn't even he looked like he was cooked. And then he comes to us and at least was able to get a few more good years in. Um, uh, but I guess more focusing on Lane. 
Um, I don't like uh, what he did with Dufour last night. Um, again, that that's like a top to bottom failure because like I, I the GM and the coach don't seem to, be, seem to be on the same page. They're like, if Lou wanted to see Dufour, um, you know, he didn't get to even see anything. He got to see six minutes of Dufour. And I don't know who it helps um, for like, how does it help Dufour to sit on the bench? Like what, if the season's bust and it's getting there, let guys make mistakes, have Wally play wherever he's going to score. And if he's bad defensively, honestly, I don't care. I just want to see them develop him offensively. Um, All right. So you're saying Tom for GM. No, well, yeah, well, 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 (laughs) I'm saying, I'm saying that it seems to me like the coach is out of his depth. Um, Really seems off. Like I, there's no answer for how bad the power play has been. And I know that's more a special teams coach thing. Um, I mean, that, that that's but, not neat. But that's also been though. consistent. Yeah. That's been consistent from coach. Like we fired power play specialists and it hasn't gotten better. And that might be more of a Lou thing because the talent just isn't there. I, uh, tonight I was watching it a little bit more um, critically than usual because it's, you know, we're getting to the point where we're like three didn't for 53. Was, didn't know but that was possible, but okay. There's no... You'd like, be more critical of the, the Islanders than you already are. <laughs> the other team the other team doesn't have to respect the shot because we don't we don't shoot from anywhere on the inside because we're not fast enough. Yeah, who... The um, was it the cap the when we played the uh, Capitals? Uh, I can't remember which team it was. They were like, yeah, you know, it was pretty easy. They didn't, they weren't getting any good looks. It was all shots That was uh, Minnesota. But, oh, yeah, oh, that was Minnesota. Like, okay. They just... It's embarrassing, and I think I wish that that quote was a turning point because that should be a moment. Wow, we're being disrespected by like a a twenty four year old goalie who's not even the starter on his team, and even he knows that this Islanders team is so bereft of talent that they're they can't get inside. Whoa, they shoot whoa, from the right. outside, and they hope the I Islanders d- shoot from from the point and hope that it goes in. I draw the line at fancy words like bereft. Okay, <laughs> this is. Gonna, this is... <laughs> I am going to use all the words that it takes right. <laughs> to take this team down. I can't. This is so depressing because you're not even a, in a position that you could rebuild very easily. Um, there's a lot of guys with long-term deals. I don't know how you move Paul Mary. I don't know how you move pajo like even if you wanted to i'm just saying like if you wanted to rebuild if you're fully out if this team is done i don't even know who you can move like um yeah cool uh parise on an expiring deal yeah you can move him what are you gonna get like like a like a third to a fifth round pick i mean yeah i take it like and it's an expiring deal why would you like i don't know if parise is gonna play another year he looks like he can he's got like 13 goals uh which is probably like second on the islanders um Close. but it like is. was it third uh i think it's actually second he's sixth oh oh sixth in goals yeah so it's, okay oh no, no sorry that's points uh he is third in goals <laughs> third in goals yes, so it's probably right. what uh brock and lee yep they yeah. both have 15 um, and then Parise has 13 like look um you gotta move if, if you're even if you're just gonna retool in the offseason you gotta move the expiring deals like um man it's pathetic that Parise is as important to this team as he is. And that's not a shot at Parise. That's a shot at the team. Like Parise should be a third line energy guy that can score, you know, it would be a depth scorer. 
mm-hmm. on any, any other team, 13 goals. Buffalo, uh, 13 goals is like nothing. That's a depth guy for them. The Islanders just have almost no one that could shoot. How many guys can shoot on this team, like, reliably? Brock has a good shot. Um, Beauvillier, got to throw him in there. Barzy and Burst. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you. Um, now Bar- Barzy can, but, we you know, every year we're like, do it more often, do it more often. Yeah. And he had a, that stretch where he scored in five straight games, and I think that was the greatest moment of my life. Um, <laughs> that was so cool. And he was, like, ripping him. Um, my best friend, yeah, Matt Barzy. My best friend, yeah, he Matt scored five, five games straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, like, well, I, that's pretty much it. Like, Parise, Parise can score, but I wouldn't call him, like, a sniper yeah. at this point. No, this not even close. Um, Wally, you know – He's barely gotten the chance to play this year. Um, I mean, Dobson, but it's not Snipes, you know. By the way, I think they're turning the, – I, I think from what I've seen out of Wally, they're turning Wally into, like, a third-line hits guy. Yeah. That's what yeah, they're doing. He's been in a lot of fights this they year. They ruin offensive talent. It's amazing how they can take – if they if the Islanders uh, – I'm stealing this from uh, a Rangers fan that said something similar – but uh, so a Ranger fan, I'll just say what the Ranger fan said on Twitter, a random Ranger fan said, uh, this is before the Rangers got going. If the Rangers got McDavid, they would turn him into Barkley Goodrow. <laughs> That's what I feel about the Islanders. Like if the Islanders had McDavid, he'd be playing with Matt Martin. He'd be playing <laughs> with Cal Clutterbuck. And honestly, Martin would have 20 goals just by playing. Yeah. I, I actually, maybe not. That was the plan with Lucic, and I don't think that worked out too well. <laughs> um, I, I like, look, I, I appreciate Martin and Sezikis. Uh, they care and they're giving their effort every night. And Martin actually, James, do you have the stats up? How many goals does Martin have? Martin has I, four goals. Uh, I thought it was more, but on his career high is 10. So like, you know, he's like kind of close to on pace yeah. for that. That's five um, after tonight. This was his fifth. Okay. I mean, that's great. That it, Fourth liner. You can't expect too much out of, if you told me coming into the year, Martin had five at this point, I'd be like, wow, are we a good offensive team now? Um, <laughs> nope. No, we're, we're still not. Um, he does. <laughs> he makes a significant contribution to the scoring. And that makes me really sad. Um, yeah. Does Ross Johnson have a single goal? He's probably he's barely played. But Let's like, take a guess. I'm looking at his stats right now. I'm gonna say no. All right. I'm gonna say one. Okay. Yeah. The answer is zero. He has two <laughs> assists though, so he has two points. Yes. How many games has he played? He's played nine games. Okay, that's actually a better conversion rate than Holmstrom. So I'll give him that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, with Holmstrom, we talked about it before we yeah, went Holmstrom's live. But um, 18 games played, one goal, one assist. So same yeah, amount and, of points. And, and what's funny game. is because the Islanders do what they do, you know, it's not like Holmstrom was ever an amazing offensive talent. He has some skill in a shootout from what I've seen from Bridgeport stuff. Um, in an ideal world, he would be in the AHL right now refining his offensive game because his defensive game is pretty good. Uh, at the game that I ran, I, I got to see Sterling at the, uh, the, the, the game that they beat Florida 5-1 a while back. Um, he had a great, a great, great penalty kill shift. Um, that was the game he got hurt. So it's always like, I notice a guy plays well and, and, and then he gets hurt. See, um, yeah, they're, they're overextending. They're overexerting, yeah. you know, trying to impress big Tom meeting. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, is, is that Belmont punch in the stands? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no. It's a knee on knee hit. Um, 
I seriously wonder, though, I think on the injury, he was making a deke cutting in towards the net. I wonder if, like, that ruined his confidence because he hasn't done anything since. Maybe he's afraid to do that again. Yeah. I mean, a knee injury is pretty scary. We saw, I think, when Anders Lee came back, he was a shell of himself yep, we've for been a while. Talking, we talked about that right before we started recording as well. You mentioned, Tom, he has not been playing the same game he has in the past. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's funny that, you know, what's he got, 15 goals? Mm-hmm. Um he's not scoring them like as much in the way that I, I, I don't feel like his presence in front of net is as um, pronounced as it had been. Um, that's obviously his strength. Like he's not a great skater. Um, he's not like super gifted with hands. Um, so he's got to get his chin and butt in front of the goalie. And I've only seen the butt there this year. I haven't seen the chin. And the chin's the key to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know. It's just, it, it feels like nobody's playing to their strengths. And again, I feel like that, that could be a coaching thing. Like, why are we, why is nobody playing the game that is their most successful game? I don't even see Bo get, like, the one thing that Bo does well is forecheck. He's a good skater, so he gets the puck in deep, and then he causes havoc. I don't even see that anymore. Like what right. happened? Did we forget what our strengths are? Like Barzi is the only one. And, and, you know, Barzi could be frustrating because, you know, there's games where he does the finesse stuff and it's fantastic. And there's a lot of games where he does the finesse stuff and there's no one to pass to. And he ends up losing the puck. I, um, I'm actually just, cause you mentioned that about Bo though. Uh, Parise is still playing like a heavy four check. And like, that's what I think you mean. Like when he's an energy guy, you know, like he, I completely agree. I remember I'm probably on record somewhere on one of the podcasts saying that I think that Bo and this is last season, Bo and uh, uh, Parise play a very similar type of game where it's heavy on the four check, you know, like uh, uh, just like high energy, like they're, they're hustling no matter what. And hmm. yeah, you're completely right. Bo has been um, just not that same energy level at all this season. So is that and like a, a system will, thing or an effort thing? I don't know. I, I can't help but think it's a system thing for one reason because you said the same thing with Barzell, but in a different way, like he just seems a little, at least to me, I don't know. I don't remember if you said this, he seems a little disinterested. And I feel like I saw that at the, in the Capitals game. Uh, Cause in overtime um, he was, he like lost his man or whatever in the Capitals game. I like, like with a couple seconds left in overtime and, you know, like he, he was kind of like cut puck watching, um, and I forget the Capitals player who scored, but they got around him. Was it a? Was it was it Orlov or um? Was it the yeah, game I winner that you're talking Orlov. about? Yeah, the game winner. Game winner was Orlov. Yeah, yeah. So it, like they just got around him, and it then like like you could see the expression on Barzell's face. He like saw it was like going into the net and just like you know slunked off the ice, like you know like there was no. Like, uh, I don't know. There was no, like, fire in his eyes. There was no, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, no, I guess no, he just I lost mean, the game. Maybe that's a bad take. But anyway. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't, like, I mean, look, when you're losing, you're not going to look as happy. But, like, they don't look engaged. Like I said, they're not, like, I don't see guys, like, playing their game. And, you know, we're we're trying, I, like, I I know we have injuries and Palmieri not playing. Like, guys, guys, um 
there's a lot of struggling to find chemistry with, with the lines right now. And, you know, even like, you know, some of it is the chemistry. Some of it is just like a lack of talent. Like, you know, Holmstrom, I like his effort, but like, he's not going to like really be an offensive threat. He's not currently an offensive threat. Um, uh, who else? It's not an offensive threat. Pretty much everybody. Can you name an offensive threat? An, an <laughs> offensive threat. I mean, like, man, I, I was going to say Dobby, but <laughs> Dob, Dobby's gone kind of cold, but mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like if the power play is cold, then Dobby's going to be cold. Cause he gets a lot of points on the power play. Um, also, I think our power play, like just early in the year was just the play was Dobby shoots from the point. We hope for a tip and it was working. And now teams are like, okay, let's take away the point shot. And the Islanders are afraid to shoot from either sides of the point. Like they're yeah. afraid to shoot from the circle. Like, and, um, I, I like I don't know the the I'm like at a loss for words with them. I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but like they don't have enough talent shooting wise. They don't have enough talent even defensively. Actually, you know what? I'd like to pivot to defensemen real quick, okay. um, because you know the everyone knows the forward group is not good enough. Um, we talked for a second about Aho. And based on expectations coming into the year, he's been better than the expectations. Dobson has gotten a little bit cold and can still still be a little bit rough in his own zone. But like, I like what does Ryan Pollock do anymore? Remember when he used to like was a I, he was a threat to score ten to fifteen goals. He was like a Dobson almost, not not and that, quite. Like, but. why can't two defensemen be offensive at the same time? I don't understand this. Like. Pollock, it, it really feels like he, he – I, do you think – you know how we always used to joke, he just can't hit the net. Like, everything's like a foot wide. And you talked about at one point, I think he hit Anders Lee. Do you think he's, like, afraid to, like, injure his own That was a shot in the dark. We're we're really – we're psychoanalyzing. Because <laughs> we talked yeah. about, like, the knee, maybe the remnants of that knee That's injury. We're, home sc- we're scraping the bottom of the power. We're like, yeah. there's got to be something in here. There's got – you know, we're, like, connecting all the red Well, because we, I think we, we don't want to say that they're just not good. But that's probably <laughs> – they're probably just not good. Like, yeah. I, I – I, like the simplest explanation in this case is probably the right explanation. Yeah. I'm so, I would try to get rid of him, but someone you try to get rid of Pollock? Yeah. Really? Someone brought mm. to my attention today that he has a full no trade clause. So yeah, I mean probably if you're Lou, I mean it's too late to learn anything. You're like a billion years old. <laughs> it's like when your grandpa <laughs> says something really racist and you just let it go because you're like what's the like i don't know he's 95 what what good is there um i i i that's not from experience my grandpa was great um but um man i i like can he learn at this point even though he shouldn't because he should retire right now um that like don't give everybody a non-move clause my god Uh they're like you're making the next guy's job impossible which kind of follows up on my point of hey owners if you're at all worried about the future right now get rid of him don't uh-huh. let lou sign simon holmstrom to a seven year seven million dollar a year deal please god um i'm not saying that's you know that's an exaggeration but please god do not let lou sign more guys i think thankfully they're so bad that it doesn't matter like they're they're not gonna sign guys and i think at this point you know the jokes about lou going to sleep literally just take a nap but <laughs> 
Just take a nap. Sleep all you want until we get somewhat close to the trade deadline. Then trade Parise and get back whatever you can. And trade... You can't move Lee. You can't move Pollock. You shouldn't move Pellick. Like, who are we, who are we moving? Yeah, I, I, so, I mean, if, yeah, I'd be fine with moving Bo. Um, I had somebody in the preseason tell me that they thought Bo could score 60 points, and I, I straight up, like, tackled so much. I was laughing so hard. And, uh, you know, like, I try to respect other people's opinions, and I was like, look, I mean, like, Arturi Lekkinen went to uh, Colorado and all of a sudden, like, can score. Um, but, no, um, no, I, I think if you think Bo can give you anything, you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, right, I, wouldn't right. go, I, I would go that far, but I shouldn't. No, so, no addition I, by subtraction. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> no, he for sure needs – I don't think he's good. But he absolutely needs to change the scenery to give him a shot. And hey, he always scores in Montreal. Trade him to Montreal. But again, he's making four million dollars, and he hasn't surpassed <laughs> twenty points. Who, who in their right mind is going to trade for Bo? Who? What stupid? I mean, there are some stupid GMs. <laughs> okay, all right. Wait a second. You trade him to Vancouver. Vancouver yeah. has no idea what they're doing. Um, <laughs> I mean, we don't either. But, like, we can make a no idea what we're doing swap. And uh, right. it's funny. Like, you know, we talk uh, – I've seen a lot of people – I think this is going to start to stall out now. But talk about trading for Bo Horvat. I definitely talked about that. Talk about trading for Timo Meyer. And I think the smart thing to do is not add. I think the smart thing to do is start breaking up whatever you can. And, and you hope that you can turn it around fast enough that it's a retool rather than a rebuild. Um, so that you don't have to trade Sorokin in, in a couple of years. So that yeah, obviously you're not trading Sorokin this year. Um, please. You wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, if they lose every game from now to the trade deadline, trade, you know what? Full the franchise. <laughs> um, but I, I like, you got to start getting stuff back. We traded our first round pick. Um, that makes me really nervous that we traded our first round pick. Now, I don't know. It, it I don't know if it's got protections, but, you know, trading for Romanov. Uh, and I kind of got sidetracked. I wanted to talk about the defenseman. Romanov stinks. Um, I, I'm tired. Like, I'm done with, like, giving him the benefit of not being Zdeno Chara. It's been enough games. Um, yes, you're better than Zdeno Chara. Good for you. Um, yeah. He makes too many mistakes. And he's got this uncanny ability. There's some players that, you know how, like, a big compliment some players get is, like, this guy always – knows where to be. He's always in the right spot. He fi- he finds like he might not be the most talented guy, but like he knows where to be. Romanov's the opposite of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. He always is in he's in the worst position. Well, the worst position would just be like a bad change and he's like not even on the ice. Um he just like is always a step behind where the pass is going. I don't and, and he makes mistakes in his own zone a lot um and i questioned the trade at the time i will continue to question it um i don't think because the other option was trading for jt miller um who can't like great great scoring forward one of the worst defensive forwards in hockey yeah um 
I don't know how well that would have worked. Um, I, I would have loved to see JT Miller with Barry Trotz. That would have been a nightmare. <laughs> Guy that can't defend whatsoever and shows no effort defending with Barry Trotz. Good luck. The Islanders would have traded for him, and then Barry would have demanded they trade him right back. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I this is uh, this is brutal. Uh, at, God, I'm so unfocused because I'm so angry at everything. Yeah. Very quickly, I will shut up in a second. Uh, Pelic is injured, so I'm not going to say anything. Pollock, two guys could play forward. Uh, two guys could play offensive defenseman. Like Pollock, start throwing stuff at the net. Use that freaking 100 mile an hour shot you have do something we shoot from the outside as it is we're not here's a talented you, enough to get it to the inside you want to hear an interesting you at stat? least make somebody hurt here's an interesting stat it's uh pelic has three goals in 27 games played pollock has two goals in 46 games played. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean pollock has I, 15 points so he's more assists and pelic only has 11 points but i mean like Dude, there's no hope. he's played 20 more games almost 19 more games than Pelic. And Pelic was the guy that's the defensive defenseman. Yeah. And then you know, so yeah. There's there's look, fuck. I think this is it. I think this is the the, the this is my black pill islander moment. <laughs> this team is done. I'm declaring that this iteration of the team is is just done. It's the window is closed. I I I, I won't fault. But when one window um, closes, Tom, another one opens. <laughs> yeah, and you th- and you throw Lou out that window. That's what you do. Now, I, I, it's 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 unwatchable, and I know there were periods with Barry's team where it was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch last year, for sure. But that team, at the minimum, I still felt there was effort, and that they were just not talented enough. And now it feels like the effort's gone, and the talent is worse. Um, so we shouldn't be surprised that they stink and they're really lucky to have a winning record. They really are. If they did not have Elias Sorokin, how bad would they be? They'd be really, I think they'd be like five games under 500 more, maybe five to seven right now. They're standing at, uh, what's the record? I got 23, 20 and two, 23, 20 and four. I'm going to guess 23, 19 and five. So oh, I don't much. think that yeah. counted tonight's loss. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, it was overtime loss. So, yeah. Overtime loss tonight. So, yeah. Um, so, I think it does. So, I mean, I, we still... How do t- they have a winning record? How? They're awful. Yeah. Um. I mean, in the beginning of the season, I guess, it was just... It, it's regression. You know, like, once we get to the end of the season, that's... I'm reserving my final judgment, my 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 scathing review of Lane Lambert <laughs> until the end of the season. He looks like uh, a Bond villain and I hate him. <laughs> okay, wait. Here's one one hot take on Lane Lambert and I've said this before is he he scares me. I I think when you said that he was out of his depth, I that's complete shot in the dark guess. I feel like I feel that that seems like it makes sense. Um because when I mean like you whenever you would see Barry Trotz behind the bench at an Islander game, he was screaming and yelling at the refs and he was, he was calm in front of his guys mostly, you know what I mean? But like when, if there's a call, he always wanted an explanation. He was always like, he, you'd see him constantly like, you know, putting his finger, like to uh, signal the refs to come over and stuff. And like, I just don't see that from lane. And I know that's, that's subtle, but it's like, it makes me think that lane doesn't have the confidence to like, to like fight for, you know, his team regardless or fight for whatever the call is, you know, fight against the call regardless of what it is. So I don't know. 
Uh, he, okay. He's like too busy applying hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but this is not going to become like an Adam Gay situation. <laughs> okay, I, it, it can't be that bad. It, it physically cannot be that bad. Okay, so Sterling, right. what were you going to say? Sorry. Yeah. I mean, first off, have you seen Paul Maurice? Like, he has some of my favorite yelling moments, and he's a terrible coach. So. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> therefore, everything I said is wrong. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Yes. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just saying, yes, he's wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, here will be my pitch for me becoming GM real quick. So <laughs> I, I want to have a team next year that can be competitive and make the playoffs because, you know, sucking isn't very fun. So I do agree that this trade deadline, you really have to make uh, sellers trades. I think at the bare minimum, we talked about Bo. It'd be nice to get rid of. I don't know how you're going to get rid of Bailey, but like, honestly, if it's not the best of deals and you get something in return, you might as well run with it. I think hmm. a sneaky move for this deadline may be trying to get rid of Mayfield. And I really like him. I wish we didn't get rid of him, but he is a great player in the playoffs. His cap hit is 1.4 million. So at yep. this point, if a team picked him up today, they're only paying what seven hundred thousand basically yep. for him. And he'll be great in the playoffs. You actually might get a pretty good return for that. And if you add in maybe a minor deal like Parisi to get something, that could be what I think is a successful trade deadline. Even Varlamov, like if the season's over playoff team's going to need a goalie you could definitely get something for him so you start mm -hmm. to accrue those picks and then in the off season that's where I really want to get Timo Meyer like that should be our goal is to finally get that one guy we say every single year but we need a first line winger so if you have that type of trade deadline we finally have assets we could start working with you go out and get Meyer, maybe another not Paul Murray type player, but oh God. you know, like yeah. second liner or whatnot. Maybe someone to replace Mayfield. We'll turn like him into a fourth liner. Even <laughs> we we could sign Ovi and we'll turn him into a fourth liner. True, true. But I think even though guys like Lee and Nelson will obviously get another year older. I think that's fine if you do those sellers moves that I previously mentioned. I know the hot thing on Isles Twitter now is like Nelson for New Hook and a first. Like, no, I don't really like that deal. Um, but I don't know. That would be my approach. I still want them to go for it next year, but I also don't want to make the next 10 years miserable if we don't have to. I want to thank Sterling for getting this back on the rails because it was just me <laughs> complaining. No, because because you made you made a bunch. Of, I've been so clouded with anger that for sure the first, literally the first deal you have to make. If you if first of all, you probably should start to commit to being a seller. Absolutely, you could get something back from Mayfield, and Mayfield is going to get. He's going to get an upgrade in pay. So he, one of the best uh, signings by Lou, Lou signed him to a, like a four year, 1.45 million deal, which at the time 
was like, oh, that's a bit much for a guy. We don't know if he's going to crack the rot. And then now he like he's been good. I like Mayfield. You know, he's mostly cut out the stupid penalties. He still commits them every once in a while. But um, genuinely like a right handed defenseman that has playoff experience. I mean, second or first, like a late first, like a team that really, really thinks that he's the last piece. Maybe they'll be willing to give up a first. Like if they're really, if you're a team that's like cup or bust, you're willing to trade a first. Um, I don't know. I, I have to look at Boston's right hand side and see if Boston would maybe need Mayfield. Uh, and you could, you know, scout, scour a pick off them for sure. If you decide you're a seller, Mayfield has to move, get moved. Like, um, you need to start accruing picks, you know, as a backup plan, even just for like, Hey, if you do mostly keep the team intact next year and just add a second liner, um, you know, that would still be nice to see an improvement, but you got to almost start to like hedge your bets a little bit and be like, um, just in case we're shitty. Um, <laughs> we have another first rounder. Now we got to stop trading away our first rounders and start acquiring picks. So Mayfield, I, I like him too. I'd hate, I look, I'd, I'd love for us to be good and just be watching Mayfield be good, <laughs> but we're not in that position and you're probably gonna have to sell him. Varlamov, another good one. Um, you know, that's another one you could get, I think, a first three round picks for something or like first through third round, depending on, you know, whatever else happens until the deadline. Uh, maybe he catches fire and he like his trade value really goes. Um, but I think you could definitely get something back. So those are the two main, cause I, I they're both on expiring deals. Yeah. Um, sure. that's the other thing. Like, look, if you're going to be, if you're sell, like, if you are going to be a seller, get like, maybe you could reunite with them in the off season, trade them now, get picks, and then maybe talk to them about signing them back in the off season. If the team they go to doesn't resign them, you know, that happens. That happens. I mean, that happened, uh, a couple times with the Yankees with Adam Warren, which is really obscure reference, but um, definitely have to do that. Parise. So in order of importance, Mayfield, Varamov, Parise rentals that you could acquire picks for Um, in terms, I'd love to get Timo Meyer, but uh, I don't know. I'm personally thinking that's an off season thing. Like maybe we'll see where we are. The tough thing will be that you'll have to give up assets for him because I think he'll be a restricted free agent instead of a full yeah. on free. Like that would be great, man. I, Cause like we really, we're not in a position that we could trade draft picks because we really need to restock the miners. Cause if we're falling apart, you got to have something to look forward to. And at least, you know, Aturatu, um, you know, I, I think he's going to be really good. I'm really excited for Aturatu, um, but I don't want them to force him up too quickly and to like stall his growth. So, um, but I don't know what else, uh, Samuel Bull Duke has had a better year in the minors this year. Um, but like the minors are pretty barren. You got to start acquiring, you know, draft picks to restock. Um, uh, who else did you talk about? Bo, Bo, I think is somewhat movable. Um, we might have to take like a contract back. I'm not yeah. sure. I really don't know what a bow trade looks like. I do think it would require a guy that also makes a similar amount of money and needs a fresh start. So I don't think it'll help us too much money wise, but I think it's worth getting rid of bow. Um, and then there was one more player that you had talked about. 
Joshua. <laughs> yeah, Bailey. So I, I don't think anyone is taking him. I think what that comes down to is an off-season buyout. Yeah, um, fair enough. How much longer is his contract? One year. So okay. um, if you buy him out, you pay him half that amount over two years. So you would pay him like 2.5. The same amount then. Like two, it ends up being the same amount. Yes. Right, yeah. yeah. But it, it, it only counts half towards your cap right, right, one oh, year. Right, right. So it would give us more cap leeway each year. Um, my opinion, um, I, I don't, you know, buyouts are, are dicey because they, you know, you're paying guys not to play on your team and it takes up cap space. Uh, now that you're only down to one year of Bailey, you buy him out. You're only paying him for two years. It's worth it. It's worth it. We got to get, you have to do whatever it takes See, to get I, somebody that needs Josh Bailey in the lineup. <laughs> My opinion though would be, because I don't know, I guess it depends, but would be just let him play for the last year, have that veteran influence on whoever no. is on his no. line. No, you're, <laughs> no. I, love I would just really. say let him play it out. I love you, it. but you're wrong, and I hate you. <laughs> Last year, you asked me, um, what do you think about moving Bailey or something like that? I think I said, you know, it's the right move, but I'd be sad. You know, he's the longest tenured Islander. I am so done with him now. Like, <laughs> even the hockey IQ stuff, I know the players are going to say what they're going to say, but it's just not even true. I think the second goal against yesterday, he – had a clear breakout pass up the middle, just nonchalantly throws it up the boards into the neutral zone. They come back into the zone, and he's just standing there while they set up a play and put it home. I can't watch him anymore, and I think a buyout is worth it. I can't do another season of him. Yeah, like I, I agree. I'm still going to appreciate how long he was an Islander and that he did have good years in there, even though nobody nobody wants to give him any credit everybody hates him <laughs> but uh no like not a terrible player for his career terrible currently um and i i just he he yeah i i i think the iq thing is probably a little bit overblown i think that's like a nice thing you say when a guy is really really struggling and i think part of that the the play that you're talking about i feel like it's a combination of maybe the IQ is a little bit overblown and also the physical ability. Like he doesn't have the physical ability to track back. So he can't make up for his mistakes. Like I feel that I'm very out of shape now. And I played deck hockey the other night and it wasn't my mistake. I'm not going to take, I, I, I take no responsibility. <laughs> I was playing wing and our defenseman pinched and I had to get back on a two on one and, and stop it. Um, I can barely do that. Uh, I don't think Josh Bailey can do that currently. Um, he's in a little bit of better shape than me, but uh, I don't think he can currently um, make up for any of the mistakes that he's making. What jersey are you wearing right now, Tom? Franz Nielsen. Oh, okay. okay. Jersey. <laughs> Sorry, just checking. <laughs> yeah, I think they're so bad right now. I would, I would like to watch current forty-year-old Franz Nielsen play. <laughs> I mean, look, I'd always like to. He's my favorite player. He's one of my favorite athletes ever. Um, man. You'd obviously rather talk about him too, or, or <laughs> say Sterling. I think he said. Oh, sorry. As annoyed as people are by this, until he retires, I'm going to keep saying, "Bring back Leo Kamara." <laughs> you know, I I actually I want to see how he's doing in Russia. I know he had scored like a goal early in the season, and I was like, "Yeah, 
<laughs> my um, favorite thing this past week he just got suspended for two games for shoving a referee hell yeah <laughs> oh man hell yeah leo that's awesome that's so funny because yeah. he seems like such a carefree fun so, character <laughs> so all right here's i have two final questions to uh because i i've named myself the moderator um that's fine i've clearly <laughs> lost my mind so one is they're basically the same question if we did nothing uh if lou did absolutely nothing if we stand pat <laughs> like literally did nothing we we kept our trade picks or i mean our draft picks you know uh or not first round pick which we don't have but like my point is like if we just like had the same team didn't make a single trade and continue to like keep our draft picks would we be in a better position now you know and i'm not saying do you mean going forward or do you uh, so going backwards like 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 since lou's been the gm if mm -hmm. lou did pretty much nothing after you know like his first year or whatever would we actually be in a better position now i don't mean like we probably wouldn't have gotten to the conference finals twice yes would we be in a possession better position now he hasn't done too much um you know his biggest move was hiring barry and um i'll, I'll give him pajo like i like pajo he's a good player um that trade made a lot of sense pajo fits completely as an islander um paul mary you know right away like he was good in that playoff run um he scored a really big goal against pittsburgh um but should they shouldn't have extended uh I don't yeah. think they should have extended Paul Mary for as much time as he got. Basically, the extensions outside of Brock. Um, Brock's extension, I think, was great. And um I, I think the other extensions were way too long. Yeah. And you really, you really he put he put whoever assuming Lou retires at the end of this year, which I think will happen. Um, he's put whoever takes over into a really, really, really tough spot. Um, there's a lot of non-moved clauses. There's a, it, 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 like, how do you, how do you start a rebuild if you can't get rid of guys? Yeah. And also you don't have the minor leaguers to like step into their, like, even if you do successfully make those trades and you know, mostly those are probably going to be for like prospects and picks who the hell is playing in the lineup. Like, yeah. are we going to see first line Holmstrom? which I, no one wants to see. And that, again, like I, that's not me uh, crapping on Holmstrom. That's like, he's not that player. We're going to be forcing God. We're going to be like doing what um, they did the first year. Barry was here where even if you are able to get rid of those big contracts, um, you're not going to have anyone to play. So you're going to end up signing whoever the new version of uh, Val Philpola and Leo Komarov are, which is, you know, just veterans on one-year deal. It's going to be a tank year, but you won't have uh, Barry Trotz to coach them into a playoff spot. So it can, things are going to get really ugly. And I, I'm not someone that likes to um, just push the, re, like, smash the rebuild button because I know that not every team is the Houston Astros. Not every team can just start a rebuild, hit every draft pick, and then win the championship you know, in, in five years, you're like, I, the Islanders were in a rebuild for like 20 years. Yeah. It is not fun for me to say like, I'm out on this team because that basically means that I'm saying that we should rebuild. I'm really scared of what this could look like really soon with like guys like Anders Lee in a really long deal, 
guys like Paul Marion, a really long deal. Um, Pajot, you know, I, I don't think Pajot's not going to get better with age. Rock's not going to get None of these guys are going to get better with age. Um, well, that kind of leads to my second question, which is, uh, you know, is this team less talented than it was every year? Like going back. So like every year has it gotten less talented in the past, like three, four years. Um, I don't, it's like stayed close. I mean, the last two years it's gotten worse, um, which is why they've missed the playoffs. But um, I don't know. It, it really just feels like the guys that were on that magical run, um, like they're, they're a year older every year. And they're like, you know, Cal Clutterbuck goes to the dressing room every time he gets like touched now you're seeing these guys are fallible and it, it sucks. Cause they're like kind of modern Islander legends, like the fourth liners um, and some of the core guys otherwise, but like, I don't know. It's a lot of these deals were very short-sighted and uh, they shouldn't have just assumed that these guys were going to stay as good as they were during the, the playoff runs forever. And they did. And um it's uh it's it puts you in a brutal spot when you sign everybody to five year pretty much identical deals. Um yeah. and then it, you give them no movement clauses. So there's you are so committed to that group, and then you fire the coach that made them what they were. Um, and now you're seeing that they're a shell. Like another move um that I just thought of about the first question, which is bad in hindsight but i guess that's kind of what you asked is the summer after the bubble when we traded taze if we could go back obviously now you try to move pollock instead of taze but like at the time i guess we thought pollock was established he was putting up 10 goals a season but in yeah. hindsight that would have been the better move is hmm. Taze. yeah also, well, I, I, oh sorry yeah, I think on the talent thing, oddly enough, I think we're way more talented than the 2018-19 team was. Like, we got rid of Kunakal, Komarov, Filippo, whatever, brought in Pajot, who was a top-line center at some point in Ottawa. We brought in Paul Mary. Even Parisi is, like, a better depth player than Kunakal ever was. I, I just maybe, again that's on coaching and so maybe well, that, a lot of this is on lane and jordan jordan eberly i miss and jordan him Everly, of course. good thing so we I exposed him and not josh bailey i mean that looks good. no didn't we expose both but we convinced them to take him we convinced them to take eberly the kraken i think we protected no i think they were both exposed. oh you're right we, we protected yeah. martin over bailey which yes. was the correct decision that, that's true <laughs> that's very true and, and cluttered yeah okay yeah that was the wrong decision <laughs> look, I, and, and that's weird because like look at clutterbuck um i think over his career gave more offense than martin did but i mean martin knows mma he's gonna beat you up if you, yeah. if you trade him if you don't protect uh, him that was um look i know everly because now i'm trying to put myself back into at the time it's very easy to to like retroactively be mm-hmm. angry the the taze one I remember at the time I wasn't losing my mind over it because yeah he so his first year was what 1819 he he didn't even start the year with the team he came in like mid-year 
and he played really well and he added offense and his second year, he was pretty good. And I remember his third year was not super impressive. And I, I wasn't saying trade him, um, but they, um, when they moved him, I think what they wanted to do, what Lou wanted to do now this is based on reporting where I don't even know if it's true, but I think they wanted to move Letty and open that space for Taze, um, you know, as the younger left-handed defenseman. And I think they failed to find a market for Letty and because of the cap crunch and the um, upcoming expansion draft, they didn't want to lose somebody really good for nothing, which they still did. They still lost somebody good for nothing because they decided to protect fourth liners. Um, but they, man, it, you know, the, uh, the Taze trade, obviously it's not aged well. It's not like Taze would be putting up that many points with us. Right. There'd be a big difference point-wise. Um, but I, obviously I'd rather have Taze than, than Letty even then. I was dismayed that, you know, we lost Taze over Letty. But I was like, well, you know, we got two seconds. Uh, one of those turned into Atu Ratu, I right. believe. So that's cool. But um, I, I just, uh, it, it's frustrating. That one, I'm not going to get on super bad. I, I wish they had moved Letty, but, you know, it is what it is. I, the Eberly one really hurts. Um, yeah. I know, I, 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 had hem, I had been back and forth on Eberly because he's a streaky scorer. Um, but he, yeah, Miles, but he at least is a scorer. Miles ahead, <laughs> like miles and miles ahead of Josh Bailey. Like that shouldn't have been a decision. Um, and I think at the time I probably would have been a little bit less hard on it, but like, even then I think I, I was like, Oh, I kind of wish it had been Bailey. Well, I remember there's probably evidence on the channel. Cause we, we live streamed the uh, Seattle Don't draft. incriminate. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember you were, we were both back and forth on it. Cause it was just like, well, you know, obviously he has so much history with the team. Bailey has so much history with the team and, you know, like to play his career as an Islander. And we shouldn't know, have thought like that. Uh, like, I guess. But... Screw that. Like you got to win. I mean, look, yeah. I, you could give him, you know, his Jersey retirement or whatever you want to do. Probably not Jersey retirement. Give yeah. him his like, welcome back Josh Bailey day. Um, <laughs> you know, but like, just please win over. It feels like, like they've just kept guys around because it's like, well, what else are we going to do? Like <laughs> nobody, no one nobody else, else is going to pay them millions uh, of dollars. <laughs> no, we, we can't sign any other free agents. Nobody else wants to play here. These guys have to be Islanders or else we'll have to like, play the janitor down the street on the, on the roster. Cause no one, it, it like they, they couldn't get Panarin, couldn't get Johnny hockey. Couldn't get Taylor um, Hall. Couldn't get Taylor Hall. Like it's getting really depressing real quick. Cause it's like, I don't know. It, they were, even when they were good and had Barry trots, guys wouldn't sign for us. I mean, like guys would sign extensions. I, we talked about this a while back. It's weird how like the players that get traded here, like, they give Long Island a chance and then they're like, oh, I kind of like it here. But like, it's like we have we have to trade for them, though. Nobody willingly comes to Long Island, which I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but like it is a good place. Yeah, Sterling moved away from Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. It's a great place to live if you've already got a lot of money. <laughs> mm, yes. And these guys have that. So like I, I, this is my this is my uh, employing uh imploring um to free agents 
your kids are going to love it. The schools are really good. Stay out of politics. Just pay your taxes. <laughs> You're very but, overpriced over. Uh, yeah. Crazy, they're probably just going to sign. Taxes. They're probably just going to sign for the Panthers because there's no state tax. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. So new idea. I'm going to run for office, get rid of New York state tax. And then New York's the destination for everybody to sign. Yeah. We fixed, we fixed the Islanders. All, you you fixed the become, Island, all, all it took was Tom becoming the governor. At least the governor. <laughs> yes. And then I would resign. I'd resign on the spot. <laughs> oh, what's that? The Islanders signed whoever Matt Barzell's kid is. Cool. <laughs> All right, we're good now. So I I do want to ask kind of the opposite question that we just had. Where do you think this team is in five years? Realistically, not what do you want? Realistically, well, in five years we'll probably have nine cups. And then, you know, <laughs> you didn't say Stanley cups. They're just cups. <laughs> yes. Nine solo cups that we, that we wrote with Sharpie Stanley cup on. All right. Um, this could be my, like around the league in 60. Okay. I, all right. So I'm going to go through the lineup and be like gone or not. All right. Five years, five years. All right. So Martin's going to be retired and he's going to come back for like a great standing ovation. That's going to be great. Um, quarterback's going to be retired. So the fourth line is going to be done. Sezekis. Sezekis is a tough one. Um, five years. Sezekis will. He's 31. He will be playing the last few games of his career. Still an Islander. Um, he will still be somewhat effective, but not, not great. Um, Going up to the third line, Zach Parise is not going to be an Islander in five years. <laughs> we know that. Um, Pajo, I think if the team goes down the path, I think they do the next three years, which is really start to fall apart. Uh, Pajo is traded um, by year three. Uh, how, many, how many years does he have left on his deal? I think like four or five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, Paul Mary uh is in the last year about to be bought out like bailey um mm-hmm. i think man the, the more depressing like those are obvious ones because those are guys that like in five years like yeah those guys should be just about leaving the league um no dobson i think will still be here barzell i think I think that depends on him, whatever he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, like, he could demand a trade. If things got really bad, I could see. Well, his contract's over next year, right? No, they gave him the the big extension. Oh, they did. Yeah, he's he's screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the island, bud. Uh, uh, You can never leave. I guess I'll be like, It's hard to – all right, I'll say Barzi's here, Dobby's here. Um, God, I'm going to say – Sorokin, this is a tough one. Because, like, if they really bought him out, how could you not trade him? You know, it's, it, if he were 21, I'd say you're a lunatic and I hate you. Uh, yeah. And he's, but he, you know, he took longer to get here. Um, honestly, yeah, if they suck two years from now, trade him. Um, God, that sucks. I mean, like yeah, yeah. every everybody, if they suck in two or three years, like everybody's expendable. Um, 
So I'll say Farzi, Dobson, hopefully Sorokin. God, I hate, especially this is really cruel because Sterling's here. I don't know. I, I don't know if Wally is still in the league. At that point, it just doesn't seem to have worked. And in the, the league, the, yeah, well, the Islanders seem to have successfully made him a checking forward, which is not how he was drafted. He unfortunately doesn't really have the skating ability to, I think, become like a like a great forward. You don't and think they can find him? You don't think he could be on a team successfully? Um, a different system? I, I, I think. Look, I'm a I'm I'm a depressing person, so I think it's. <laughs> Whatever I say, it's probably not as bad as that. So I think it's more likely that Wally is on another team, playing on the third line, scoring 10 to 15 goals a year and just being like a third liner. Um, yeah, being like a, being a, an Islander first liner. And I, yeah. <laughs> um, Anders Lee, okay, ready? This one I feel like is etched in stone. Anders Lee will be a fourth liner making $7 million. <laughs> I mean, that's just like, that's not even like kidding. He's a power forward who, and, and he's already losing his scoring touch. He's just going to be a, a, a physical fourth liner at that point. He's going to be $7 million Matt Martin. That's sad. <laughs> and that's just like what it is. I think Brock Nelson um, is probably traded. Uh, by that five years he's oh he's only 31 okay yeah um so yeah i mean you're really talking like who's likely to still be on the team aturatu is probably i have hopes for him uh i think aturatu could be a top six center uh which is something the islanders desperately need um and he'll be the next center that we disappoint by not giving him wings it was john Tavares. And it's Matt Barzell now, and it will be Aturatu. Aturatu, you are screwed. Um, I mean, I feel like we did okay with Tavares at points in his career. At points. I mean, Molson and Parento had some some success. Brad Boys yeah. had one year. Um, <laughs> but, man, you could argue it's been worse for Barzi. Leo, he said Leo, he's had um, – like Tommy Kunakel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's had Holmstrom. He like he's had Anders Lee, who's clearly terrible. Um, uh-huh. that's, um shit. I think it's I think Barzi's had worse blind mates. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of at least to me, I would immediately say that. Yeah, that's uh that's brutal. Absolutely brutal. What do you think our best and worst result is over the next five years? All right. So this is a little bit easier than projecting players. I think – so I'll go year by year. So this year I say we missed the playoffs. Um, But we don't miss it by enough um, to tank. Which you can't do because we don't have a first round pick anyway. Because Ilya is gonna Ilya is is too good to let us tank. So I think this year we missed the playoffs and we finished like the 10th seed. Next year. Wait, what what do you oh, what is this year's first first round pick that we're giving us? Oh, what's up? What what deal is getting rid of this year's first? Oh, we already lost it in the Romanov deal. Was that not last year's? 
Oh yeah, you're right. Oh sweet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was because they. I think the Canadians took somebody with that pick. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, so all right, new plan: trade Sorokin, <laughs> acquire eighteen. No, um, all right. So let's see. This year, this year, um, uh, all right. So I'll stay pretty much with what I said. You yeah. end up having the sell at the deadline, but Lou won't do it. Lou will only Correct. end up trading one of the three guys that we think they should trade. Uh, and they'll, I mean, it should be Mayfield, um, but he won't. He'll sign Mayfield to an extension. Yeah. Um, yeah. He'll sign Mayfield to like four years, three million a year or, no or vice versa. Fi- no trade clause. <laughs> um, he'll, he'll trade. Per, uh, no, he won't trade Parise. Um, fuck. No, he's not going to trade anyone. No, I changed you think my he'll mind. Extend Parise a year, or do you think he'll just no, let right. him his contract run out? Be, all right, now really, really taking it seriously, he do, I he doesn't make a trade. We stand pat. We just we take it. We take it like chumps, and we finish the ten seed. We we don't really finish very close to the playoffs. Probably a, not as bad as last year. Probably like what last year was like twenty points, right? Yeah, like, it was a big bad. drop off. Yeah. This year, this year it'll be like, even though I think this year's team might be worse, um, yeah. 10 to 15 points out will finish. Really quickly, I saw someone post like a couple weeks ago their prediction that Lou's going to come out saying, like, getting Paul Murray back is better than any trade we could have made. <laughs> I, I can see that. I can see that. So, uh, all right. Lou retires at the end of the year having done pretty much nothing at the deadline. Um, How confident are you he's going to retire? Has he said anything? I'm pretty confident. He, the, well, even if he doesn't, it's the end of his contract, and it doesn't sound like we're interested. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Resign an 80-something-year-old guy? <laughs> like, and not, not just an 80-something-year-old guy, an 80-something-year-old guy that, like, the results have dried up. Mm-hmm. Like, but anyway, you, right. not to get off topic, young, though. All right. Um, so... <laughs> Basically, nothing changes. Then he retires. Then I, I, I'm not going to venture to guess who we hire, but whoever right. we hire gives the team the first 20 to 25 games next year. And then when we're inevitably like 500, he's like, all right, this isn't working. I'm not committed to these guys. I'm not the one that drafted them. I'm not the one that brought them in via trades. So I'm going to start moving guys. Um First, uh, first, actually, first thing is probably a new GM probably buys out Josh Bailey. A new GM probably tries to move Bo and honestly should take whatever he can get. Um, Like you said, kind of addition by subtraction. On, it, honestly, better for Bo career-wise to just be on a different team. Uh, give yourself a chance to break out with somebody else maybe. Um, they could trade if they're worse than that brock brock is going to have the most value of any of the tradable forwards um but then my nelson jersey would be out of date that would suck look i like brock (laughs) but um that would be i think if they moved him that's a a commitment to a full rebuild Mm -hmm. um because then beyond but keeping bars all yes yes he's like the centerpiece then do not think you should move Barzell until either the team is like atrociously bad and it's clear that you're blowing it up or um, 
actually that's pretty much it that's like the only occasion that you're moving bars all in um uh, or i i guess just to leave it out there like unless a team offers like a really stupid trade i get buffalo's like hey would you like tage thompson and and a pick and i'd be like yeah sure (laughs) i guess yeah um Sorry, I just saw a really dumb. Somebody said we should have traded Brock like three years ago. It's like, yeah, sure. Trade well, yeah, our most productive <laughs> forward. Yeah, tra- okay. Trade him while we're good. That makes sense. Um, no. Um, yeah. So year one, not much changes. Year two, Bailey buyout, bow trade. Um, man, those are like the two easiest things. It's like you need a. If you're a new GM, you're looking to make your mark on a team by making a really big move. And I would argue that the Bailey thing is not a big move. It's, it's necessary. The bow move is not a major move. I think the, I think if they're not good again, I think it's Brock. Cause like, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a player that somebody would trade for, which we don't have a lot of. It's a player whose contract isn't terrible. Um, you know, like I'd pay $6 million to Brock Nelson out of pocket. I would go Just to bro- be my friend. I would pay him money just to be my buddy. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, so if we're still not good, Nelly, and then if we're still not good, if we're still not good, trade Adam Pellick before he falls off. Then I think Edmonton would take Pellick. Then, yeah. I mean, like that's a team that's needed. Oh, actually. Um, okay. If you're really, really, really bad and you've already traded Brock Nelson, I think this is more of a year three move. If you're still bad, you Edmonton, how would you like Elias Sorokin? <laughs> you want to finally win a cup because your goaltending is always shit. And now you have a chance to be really good. Here's 28 year old Elias Sorokin. And secretly we've worn him down because every year he's had to carry <laughs> the team. Realistically, that's like, I think Islander fans have to keep in mind that we might wear the hell out of Elias Sorokin because we're so bad. I'm very worried about that. We're so bad. He has to work his ass off every single night. And it's going to be like Cam Talbot when he was in Edmonton and was amazing for one year. But Edmonton, like, because they were trying to make the playoffs, they started him like 65 times. And, and like, he was good in the playoffs. And then the next year was awful. It was very clear that they ruined that man. And we're going, we're starting down that track with Elias Sorokin of being like, hey, we want to play 65 games this year because we're close enough to the playoffs to trick ourselves into thinking that you could get us in. Um, and then by age 28, 29, Ilya Sorokin <laughs> is, is, but a mere skeleton. Um, yeah. And, and his and hamstrings you, have worn out completely from doing the splits. <laughs> you finesse, you finesse a two first round picks out of Edmonton for, for what is the, the, the skeleton of Ilya Sorokin. Um, I Edmonton don't know. Edmonton trades for Ilya Sorokin and, uh, Connor uh is it Connor Hart? What's his name? Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Uh yeah. For honest Sp- no, no. Spencer Knight. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, God, I I don't know. I'm really it's very so the clear. next five years look pretty, pretty bad. In very uh, very bleak. Um, I've seen fans that were uh, fans on Twitter that were fans in the 90s, which was probably the worst time to be an Islander fan. Um like the, the mid, you know, the fisherman years. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're like prepping for that. They're prepping for like, 
Not these doom- preppers. It's, it's doomsday prepping. Okay, well, here's the thing. And that really uh, scares me because I'm a New York Jets fan. And I, can't, <laughs> I can't take this. Here's the thing, guys. This podcast has to end at a certain point, okay? We've aired our grievances, and so let's end it on this note. Uh, Say something I, nice. I got this from Mike Bossy bobblehead. <laughs> a Mike Bossy bobblehead night. And, and Tom, mm-hmm. I got one for you too. Thank you. Okay. Oh, and yeah. Sterling, our special guest, you get the most special bobblehead there ever was and ever will be. Oh, the Andrew Ladd bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> it is all yours. It will be shipped to you in uh, three to four business weeks. So, uh, I, I got a deadline trade for you. Straight up, Josh Bailey for Andrew Ladd. <laughs> it's the same money. <laughs> it's literally just a move for fun. Yeah. Uh, and both of them immediately retire because they don't want to move across the country at age 35. Yeah. Which um, is fair. Yeah, absolutely fair. And then I, this bobblehead will make sense again. So, mm. you know. Wow. Well, um, I think what we've learned tonight is to not talk to Tom about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Only and, about the good times. Yeah. And uh, really, really, really treasure the two-year run that we had. Please treasure it. As a fan of the New York Jets, as a fan of the New York Red Bulls, as a fan of kind of the New York Knicks, I never get into basketball enough. I'm too sad about hockey. Um, Really, really, really treasure the runs that you go on because it's so hard to see your team win a championship nowadays because every year it seems like every league is growing. And every time a new expansion team comes in, the odds of your team winning a championship (laughs) go down. So please, please enjoy the runs that your team go oh on. We sound like such old people that like peaked in high school. Well, They're like, oh, <laughs> I remember the time, you know, well, my team. That's won. all we're going to have. That's all we're going to have when when first line, uh, or sorry, when we have fourth line, seven million Anders Lee. <laughs> all you're going to have is the memories mm-hmm. and the memes. And mm-hmm. yeah. really, what stands the test of time? Winning a Stanley Cup or memes? And the tweets. Uh, don't forget yeah. about the tweets and the tweets and the recap videos and the podcasts. Yeah. These yeah. are the things that matter. Now, um, yeah. but wait, sorry. What were you going to say, Sterling? Yeah. I-, I took for granted that last run. I figured when we got eliminated next year's the year we're mm-hmm. winning this cup or whatever. Absolutely. I came crashing down. So sad times now. My brother just assaulted my eyes. He just texted <laughs> Remember when Brock missed the breakaway in game seven against the lightning. I don't want to think about that because I, I, uh, pretty sure. Is he talking about, um, the bubble year in game six? Oh, yeah. Overtime yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, look, beautiful. <laughs> it probably hurt. Uh, it, the game seven in the second playoff run hurts more because you got even closer and you were, you know, a goal away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say th- I, I like to be a little bit more positive. I'm going to remember this team, like the core Brock Barzi, and, you know, prime Anders, a little bit of Josh Bailey when he had a little bit left. Mm-hmm. Um, Pelic Pollock, 
I am going to remember them really fondly for being the best Islander team uh, that I ever saw and probably will see for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm like already in like past grieving. I'm already yeah. into acceptance and like. Um, nah, I don't know if you're there yet. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think you made some progress during this podcast, and uh, this has been touched. Tom's therapy session. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Sterling has helped you get there. He's because yeah. like Sterling, as soon as you started talking about like okay, like you know who could we trade and all that stuff, that's when I think the lights went off for you, Tom. You were like, oh, now that I'm thinking about this, yeah, it should happen. Well, no, I I, I think honestly, like the effort I've seen for the past month has just like broken my ability to have hope in them again um like i'm all the way like they could win the next 10 games and i'll be kind of checked out no i I don't think so i think that if they win the next game your tweet you're gonna tweet something like i'm ready to get my heart broken again you know (laughs) no no because honestly like even the wins like the montreal win was like Mm -hmm. one of the least confidence inspiring wins that's ever happened like, the only reason why any fan would get their hopes back up for this season is because Pittsburgh and Washington suck so bad. It has nothing to do with the Islanders. Yeah, and honestly, for me, like, I, I don't know, like, based on, like, we had two Final Four runs, and even if we managed to get in First of all, I think it would be because of the incompetence of two other teams. I don't think it would be because we really did much. And Boston would sweep us in three. Like, <laughs> and we would probably end up playing Boston. Um, honestly, it, it's weird to say as a fan, but I always feel like I'm a little bit less, uh, like a, a little bit more of like a hockey fan than like a homer. And I like watched Buffalo tonight and Buffalo wasn't great tonight, but Buffalo has such a young, exciting team that like, I'd rather see Buffalo play playoff games than the Islanders. Like if I were like taking myself out of the equation as an Islander fan, like Buffalo is interesting and they have young, good players. And the Islanders are like, are like very close to being the corpse of a really, of what was a good team. And it's honestly just sad to watch them play and not, and not care. Cause it's like Zach Parise could be doing better things for better teams. <laughs> and yeah. um I, I it makes me feel bad mostly for Zach Parise and and Sorokin. Sorokin effort wise and Parise, because it's like, wow, um you still care. You should play for someone else that does. Play yeah. for a team that cares. So please, if, if we're gonna end on anything, I guess it's please trade Zach Parise and give him please give Zach Parise a chance at the cup. Like he deserves it. It's so sad that he came here exactly to do that. And <laughs> we yeah. will not play a playoff game with Zach for <laughs> <laughs> Um Please, please, uh, Colorado. Um, Colorado could use the depth. Everybody on their team's hurt. Take advantage of a team like that. Do something smart on the way out, Lou. Gar Snow did that. Gar Snow actually had some good trades on the way out. Uh, Ryan Strom for Jordan Everly straight up. Mm, pretty good like that best thing best thing he's gonna do is a two-year extension for him so (laughs) if the if 
if Lou, <laughs> if Lou is back, if Lou extends everybody's contract ten years and then retires. Not even honestly, like if they announce a one-year extension for Lou, no, I'll boycott going to games for a year. I and I I am putting that down right now. My All brother right. works for the team. If they extend Lou another year, you will not see me at the arena next year. And if I change my mind, I'm going to wear a Groucho Marx costume and be like, <laughs> Mr. Belmont Bunch, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts from uh, from Sterling? And I think I think we'll wrap it up. I guess the one enjoyable thing from this season was, has been referenced various times, um, the product on the ice is terrible, but this season was my first time at UBS Arena, and this is finally the place that Islander fans deserve, even though they could overreact and whatnot. The only complaint I really had with the stadium was it felt a little I guess corporate is the word. Like every couple sections, there would be a club sponsored by this company or whatever. I miss the Coliseum just being the seats and that's it. But there's so many homages to Long Island. It's such a unique, uniquely Islander stadium. The organist in with the fans. You have Blue Line Deli and Offside and they're in the mix. And you know, even though the team sucks, it's nice that for once we get to appreciate a nice voice to play. Wow. I cannot think, I literally cannot think of a single better thing to end the podcast on. Thank you very much, Sterling. So, <laughs> so let me ruin that real quick. No, 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 the stadium sucks is the worst stadium no, no, I've been no, to in my no. life. I, 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 Sorry, I I'm imitating say, Tom. I, I did I did want to jump in because uh, Sterling's right that Islander fans do deserve this stadium. And it's a beautiful stadium. It is a little bit corporate. Um, it's a little less focused on hockey because it has 18 bars. And, um, <laughs> and like, you know, at the Coliseum, you would just sit and watch. Yeah. And then you would miss a period because you went to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, but... Um, Man, it's going to be tough when it's an AHL team basically playing in a couple yeah, of years. In an this, amazing this stadium. Beautiful ass stadium. All right. But we got so, a preview of that last year, right? So, that's true. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to first apologize for how awful I was the whole time and how insufferable <laughs> I have been the whole time. I can't imagine anybody got to the end to see the wonderful thing that Sterling just said. So, <laughs> I genuinely think that when you edit this, you should start with that. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. So that we'll see. people will have actually seen it. Mm-hmm. Or we'll clip it. Yeah, we'll clip it. We should clip yeah. that because otherwise it's been awful and I take full <laughs> responsibility. Um, you know what I think? Let's try to do this again soon and talk about our favorite moment as Islander fans, because we need a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, right, that's, that's cool. fair. We'll just I got some fun ones. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank I you, everybody. We'll... Oh, sorry, Sterling. 
yeah, I guess we'll see everyone in two months when the Islanders are in second place in the division. So, so you know. I hope so. Mm. Yeah, that's true. All, all Tom has to keep on doing is keep on talking shit, and then they start getting better. It's so, usually how yeah. it goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next time on Belmont Flash. Oh, man. I need to go to actual therapy.